Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. This is the show where you have the movers, the shakers, the candlestick watches of everybody doing something spectacular in the Web3 space. Before we begin, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you a few announcements. First off, in case we get cut off, go back to Adlunum INC and you'll find a new link to allow you to get back into the show. Views expressed on this program belong to that of the speaker and is meant for educational purposes only and it's not to be considered as financial advice. Finally, you should know that this show is brought to you by Adlunum, which is the industry's NFT uh, industry's investment platform, which is NFT integrated with an engaged earn seed crowdfunding and IDO launchpad with a proof of attention allocation model, which means that the more attention that you pay, the more your attention is paying you. All right. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, very pleased to have this guest on our show. His name is Chukwumeka Gerald Ibeawuchi. And I hope I'm saying that correctly, because if I'm not, you can just call him Chucks Gerard, as you can see on his handle. He is the Africa Community Manager for L-Bank. And L-Bank, as you know, is doing phenomenal work is as one of the the, the leading exchanges, and we're going to learn a lot more about that and the investment landscape across uh, across the African continent. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, and without further ado, let's welcome Chucks onto the show. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, I am very fine. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am super excited uh, to be here, and I can't wait to learn as well as share um, from my wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Oh, thank you for accepting our invitation and being on the show. I understand that you are uh, a dynamic and energetic citizen who's passionate about promoting the SGDs from the UN uh, in Nigeria and Africa. Now, I know that that is some part of your background, but Chucks, please tell us a little more about who you are and what got you here. Okay. Uh, my name is Chukwemeka Gerald Ibiauchi. I am a young and African uh, young and active citizen, passionate about the SDGs that um, you talked about, which is the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I, I believe that was what brought me full-time into tech. I graduated from the university around 2019, and I started doing my humanitarian work. From there, I moved into um, the tech scene. And since 2019 till now, I've actually worked and consulted for various companies trying to promote um, financial um, literacy um, through cryptocurrency and Bitcoin uh, blockchain technology here in Nigeria and in Africa. I've worked for brands like um, Paxu. I worked for Paxu, built with Bitcoin Foundation, and um, consulted for other brands before um, working for L Bank. Um, exchange. So it's been an amazing journey trying to educate and enlighten people about the future of technology, the future of money here in Nigeria. And it's, it's, it has been um, a very great job because I've traveled to various places, to various countries, met new people, um, 
eating new foods because I like to eat food very well. Um, <laughs> met new people um, from diverse um, places in Ghana, Senegal, Togo, Kenya, and um, Qatar, just name them. So it's, it's been an amazing journey from then, where I started um, to now. But um, this um, was all because of the fact that I had this passion um, to come into this space and also make a name for myself, um, make a name for my community, make a name for my country um, at large. And that's uh, because of the passion to also help people understand this technology, the possibilities here in mm -hmm. the entire Web3 um, technology be it cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, um, the metaverse, just name it. There are opportunities for Africans um, to actually thrive in. And um, that was what even made me to write a book about breaking into blockchain, how people can have this as a career, not just um, um, plotting graphs and all. I started off as a, um, a trader, a forex trader back then, and that was what gave me the insight to... Um, do um, like cryptocurrency trading when I got into um, the space. So from the humanitarian space and also a forex background, um, that led me um, to where I am today. And we've been building people, building communities, and trying to see how we can um, actually um, put our continent on the global map. Oh, that that's brilliant. That's that's quite a journey. And thank you for 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 sharing that with us. Um, I know that it's, you know, most people have this idea about the entry into Web3 has, has always been just a little bit about I've gotten into trading. You know, I, I, I understand some of the, the financial shifts that, that may happen. But when it when it actually comes to um, sticking around in Web3, right, they, they must have been a turning point at which you decided, hey, Web3 is the space to be for me. Uh, what was that like for you? Okay, so for me, uh, I came in um, expecting um, it to be, um, because I am a long-term person, I, I try to build for long-term, and I understand that um, the entire Web3 space or the crypto space is not a get-rich-quick scheme. So um, you actually need to build... Um, projects and actually need to build yourself first um, for um, the future. And it wasn't easy because when I came in, there was no material for me to um, like to lay my hands on. But um, thanks to communities that I belonged to, thanks to some of the the, the, the materials I got online, thanks to mentors um, in the space that helped me um, catapult me or, or, or like helped me start my career. Um, like properly and um, for me the turning point happened where I saw that we can actually use um, cryptocurrency for social good, cryptocurrency to build communities, build people, um, build lots of things because back then I one time worked for Built with Bitcoin Foundation and we were using cryptocurrency for social good, building schools in communities in Nigeria, building schools in communities in Makachos in um, Kenya, Bugasera in Rwanda, and also um, Kumasi in Ghana. So for that, that was like the, the turning point for me. Since everybody saw cryptocurrency as just um, trading it, some people took it then as like a career and also something for social change. And it was like the turning point for me because um, I, I was coming from a humanitarian 
background and because I also worked one time for um, that's volunteered one time for the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, that's the UNHCR. So coming from that background and seeing that we can actually use tech for good, we can actually use tech for, for, for very interesting social projects. Um, those things actually was my turning point. I was like, okay, um, this space, I'm going to stay here and also do so much more for myself. I'm going to stay here, learn, I'm going to stay here, unlearn, relearn, bring up more people, raise an army, um, like just drag people into the space because it's, it has the power to create wealth. Blockchain cryptocurrency has the power to create enormous wealth. It has the power to give people financial freedom. And it has actually changed my life in just um, a, a brief while that I've been in the space. So uh, for me, the turning point was that period when I saw that we can actually use cryptocurrency for social good and um, for long-term projects that can benefit people around us and the world at large. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm, you know, it, it's, it's always fascinating when you hear the stories about how, you know, how the evolution occurs, and especially for someone like you who's been in this space for a long time, uh, who's been in uh, for the, the I, I understand, the last six years, or also because of you know the the journey that you've taken with working with you know the Bitcoin Foundation, uh, the the UN um, uh, initiatives uh, in the area and life changing indeed. Um, so is that what you know sparked the idea for you to author the book that um, uh, which one is it? Yes, breaking into blockchain. Um, could you tell us a little about that that initiative and and how that's come about? Okay, so like, like I said, building a Web3 community, um, like it involves understanding like blockchain technology. So even if you want to transition into Web3, you need to understand what blockchain technology is, even if it's just having like the base knowledge of it. Then once you understand um, what it is, you need to define a clear purpose of what you actually want. So um, for me, when I came in, I actually needed to understand and I was finding it difficult to get materials um, on Web3. But I saw some couple of books, Bitcoin Billionaires and the likes, and those books actually helped me in um, doing so much more. But here in Africa, we really do not have, or here in Nigeria, we really do not have um, books written um, by African authors. So what we saw then were things um, imported from the West that we were reading. They were very, very good. But I needed to also write things in our own perspective. So the way we as Nigerians think, I needed to put it inside um, a book. I needed to, 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 for people that are trying to understand how to break into blockchain, they needed to understand it the Nigerian way. So um, also defining a clear purpose um, for themselves. In that book, I also tried to, um, to, to, to put the careers that we have in the space. So the challenges I had in the past was what um, prompted me to sit down and also um, put something down for people um, to overcome those challenges. So you need to understand what blockchain is. You need to define a clear uh, purpose for yourself. You um, need to understand that you need to start taking actions. So those those challenges I had in the past, basically, what was what prompted me to sit down and write a book that an African or a Nigerian would pick up and also relate to those 
um, challenges and how we solved them, and also interviewing um, various people, various Nigerians in the space that have used um, Web3, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology as a professional career for themselves. So in that book, it was just stated clearly for a Nigerian or an African to pick and right. relate um, with it. Well, and you know, I'm I'm glad that you you're in a position where you were able to translate your journey uh, and learnings also into a book that is, you know, relatable to the landscape. Uh, uh, of course, in in Nigeria and then a, a, across the African continent, and and of course there, there'll be multiple nuances across various various countries there, uh, no doubt. But you know, hats off to you for being able to do that. I'm also curious to understand when it comes to some aspect of uh, understanding a community there, right? What are some of the the key challenges that you 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 may have faced? What are some of the the nuances that are of, that you find in uh, Nigeria, for example, or the crypto community across Africa that you you know that are so different from crypto communities across maybe Southeast Asia or the US or or Europe or or different other spaces. Okay, so um, Africa or Nigeria is so unique uh, because we have um, like a diverse, um, like diverse kind of people, different cultures and mm -hmm. tradition, and a very um, large population of young people. And um, we, we here in Africa, we are experiencing a surge in crypto adoption with small individuals and businesses um, trying to explore um, cryptocurrency as an alternative to traditional finance. Um, system. So, um, in a continent filled right. with youthful and tech-savvy population, um, it has been cryptocurrency has actually been um, an instrument in driving um, the interest of people. Um, because here we have challenges like inflation, we have challenges like cross-border um, payments, we have challenges yeah. um, like regulations, and people tend to see how they can use cryptocurrency um, to to bypass all these challenges. And cryptocurrency, Web3, um, in general, um, are being viewed as potential tools to promote financial inclusion, especially in regions with limited access to traditional banking system. For example, here in Nigeria, we have lots of people that are unbanked, and people are looking for alternative ways of, um, like, by by uh, boycotting um these challenges and we have like there's there's a whole lot going on here people are also trying to um use cryptocurrency here um in in, in it, using it uh in the other side or the, the other purpose of its creation so using it using it for a whole lot. Yes, we understand this, but we are, like, we've been in this game and we are telling people that they can understand what cryptocurrency is. They can understand how they can come into cryptocurrency and take this as a professional career. People also have the challenge of um, crypto is, uh, uh, is volatile. People don't really understand what it is for it um, to be volatile. That is why we talk about education. And with education, you can actually... Um, break break these barriers of people um, trying to ask questions that they should know in the first place. So the challenges like inflation that is affecting the land currently, the challenges um, like regulations, we have lots of regulatory 
um, challenges, um, regulatory um, challenges existing our region a whole lot and with um, uncertain regulation uh, regulatory environment um, we have lots of impacts that it has that it has actually brought upon and thank god um recently the the the, the last government that passed in nigeria um, brought up a blockchain national blockchain policy which is like a big step um to um the government trying to open its arms for um blockchain and innovation because in the time past, we have like a very, like we had a ban on um, cryptocurrency transactions from the banks um, to retail traders. And it brought about a whole lot because we had people in the 80s, people, old people, for example, that had um, children or relatives abroad sending them money through remittance. And um, the best way for them to convert this money were um, maybe P2P and true cryptocurrency, and because of that ban, they had to um, they had to look for alternative means of maybe going back um, to the bank. So there's a whole lot of challenge from educational challenge. People, we need to start um, dropping cryptocurrency education to the, the 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 list of the list because I feel the cryptocurrency space is still being um covered around by the same set of people here in nigeria so we need to find innovative ways of educating people even in traditional languages for example i went to um to to a, a park in nairobi and I, I saw that um you can use bitcoin usdt to pay for various things and i, I was curious about asking i was curious about knowing what brought about um those things and and when i asked the lady the lady was like Foreigners that came there or tourists that, uh, that comes there actually asked for um, uh, crypto payments and they had to incorporate that as well. And she had to learn it in her own native language. And it's because we had people teaching in that language that made her learn that. And that has actually given um, revenue, more revenue streams to that um, business. So there's a whole lot to talk about um, in Africa when it comes to challenges, but we have lots of people um, here doing great work to see how they can mitigate the effect of these challenges and also try to um, do so much for um, the space. But we need to do a whole lot. Um, that is just it, basically. Well, uh, of course. I mean, you know, and and it does seem to be uh, uh, quite a quite a challenge to get that together because you're you're up against um, language, you're up against government regulations, you're up against um, you know various factors that come into just being able to utilize crypto uh, as a medium of exchange, right? But um, on on the other hand, I, I really want to understand uh, from you because you you'd be able to offer offer the listeners here and you know uh, those that are going to listen to it later uh, as well. What is uh, what does what is the community's response to to cryptocurrency? Are they are they really eager for it? Uh, like you said, there's a lot of youth who are tech savvy. Uh, you know they they want to explore more. They have ambitions. They have aspirations. Uh, and they really want to get into something that you know isn't restrictive. So, they, they uh, are they looking at uh, at crypto and Web three as a manner in which to do that. You know, what is what is what is the pulse of the people? 
Okay, so um, here, uh, using Nigeria as a case study, building um, a brand or talking or, or the cryptocurrency space is, is challenging um, due to um, the passionate and engaged community members that we have already and people trying to also hop into the space. Um, um, education as well, knowledge sharing, uh, because cryptocurrency involves complex um, concepts. So we also have the diverse perspective and ideologies with crypto communities, uh, which require um, fostering an inclusive environment um, to promote things like constructive um, dialogue. So in Africa, Africa is very, um, um, very, very um, unique, like I said, and Africa is experiencing, or Nigeria is experiencing a surge in crypto adoption. So there was a report that came up um, for, for Africa and Nigeria like was stopping the, ta the chart when it comes to crypto adoption and people trying to learn about cryptocurrency. So, so Nigeria is experiencing a surge in crypto adoption with a whole lot of people and individuals trying to explore it. Even businesses are also trying to explore it as an alternative um, to traditional finance system. So there's a whole lot of great response that we are seeing because like I said earlier, we have like the, a continent of youthful um, and tech-savvy population that they've been or we've been the instrument, we've been very, very instrumental in driving crypto interest. There's a whole lot of communities on ground teaching people about cryptocurrency. There's a whole lot of um, academies here in Nigeria teaching people about cryptocurrency. All universities, major universities in Nigeria have blockchain um, clubs in those universities and this has actually spiked um, the numbers um, coming up for people um, trying to know about uh, this, showing a keen interest in blockchain technology and also um, digital currency. So here um, in Nigeria, and I can say this for free, that cryptocurrency is being viewed as a potential um, tool to promote financial inclusion. People have seen success stories of people who made it from um, digital currency web three and also using it as um, a professional career for themselves and it is selling itself so much especially in regions um, with limited access um, to traditional banking we've seen it a whole lot uh, that crypto assets are being used for um, remittance here very very well in nigeria and that was what even made the government to ban it in the year 2021 um, because the remittance the, the, the normal traditional remittance um, numbers actually reduced and people were using alternative ways of sending money and the government cannot track maybe crypto transactions and all. So um, cross-border payments, people are using cryptocurrency um, to pay for things, to buy lands, to buy cars, to buy houses here in Nigeria, providing a more asset, um, accessible and cost-effective options for transactions in Africa. I've been in a situation where I wanted to transfer Naira to, um, to see this, and it was so, so, um, so, so, uh, like I couldn't do that when I went to Ghana. I couldn't transfer Naira to, to see this, maybe use my banks to do those transactions. But I was using cryptocurrency as an alternative way. So I just had to um, buy some USDT or take some USDT from the ones I have change it and i had my 
um, Ghanaian cities. Even when I went to Nairobi, every single place I've been to, so it's USDT and right. we do those transactions. And some African see cryptocurrency, or let me just put it, some Nigerian secret cryptocurrency as an investment opportunity, which is leading um, to speculative trading. We have lots of traders doing um, huge volumes here in Nigeria. And I, I can remember uh, when I was in Paxful, our major market then, Paxful is in, was a Nigerian, um, was a US company, and our major market then in Paxful for years was Nigeria because of the volumes that we generated for P2P um, transactions as, as well. So um, regulatory challenges that exist in various countries um, with uncertain um, environments, uh, like we have lots of un un uncertain um, environmental um, impact of this thing. It has also uh, hampered some of the growth of the crypto industry. Like I said earlier, using the case where I had like a, a, a friend, a, a family friend, where the, the, the guy is based in the US and the parents are here in Nigeria and they are aged and he was using um, cryptocurrency to send funds and immediately they banned um, cryptocurrency they had to go um, to the normal traditional space, which was very, very um, long for them to get through Western Union and MoneyGram and the like. So the rise of crypto and blockchain technology has given, um, how will I put it, rise to several African startups and projects which are exploring various um, use cases in, in, in different sectors, in agric, in, 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 in fintech, in logistics and all. So I can tell you for a fact that we are seeing a huge surge here in Africa and it will um, keep going irrespective of the challenges we have. You know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's such a ripe landscape. It it sounds that it's a bubbling, you know, it's a bubbling space of, of a lot of innovation that can that can come out of there. Uh, you know, a lot of solutions that can be generated from the ground or in collaboration with people across the world. Uh, is is that what you see in 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 some of these areas? Okay, so um, like like I said, the 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 the, the landscape, the crypto landscape, or the Web three landscape in in Africa, it's is very very is very very interesting and ripe and changing uh, landscape of cryptocurrency and blockchain adoption in Africa is um, driven by various factors um, such as um, efforts to promote financial inclusion. So um, we have um, unemployment rates um, here in Nigeria, for example, we have um, cost of living going up by um, the day. We have um, a whole lot of things. And because of this, the, the, the need to promote financial inclusion has gone up so much. Um, the youthful and also tech-savvy population that we have in Nigeria or in Africa um, is also giving, is also a factor that is changing the landscape of cryptocurrency in Africa. The need for um, faster and cheaper cross-border transaction, rising entrepreneurship, and also startup activities, um, regulatory frame frameworks, widespread of mobile penetration, all these are also factors that are um, changing the African um, landscape that um, we have um, today. Currency volatility concerns for so so um, we have like a general problem now in Nigeria where um, our currency is being devalued and also the, the, the naira is floating um, like a free um, window to the dollar. And today 
um, the price for a dollar is 857 naira compared uh, 857 naira to a dollar. And yesterday it was uh, maybe 830, today 857. Tomorrow it might be eight, maybe 90 or 900. So because of these things, people are looking for alternative ways of doing business. People are looking for alternative ways of, of, of saving because maybe the 1 million naira you have in your account um, in, at the beginning of this year, currently now you've lost um, you've lost almost 200,000. So having maybe 860,000 naira in your account because of the volatility, inflation, and the valuation of the currency. So educational awareness initiative um, is also like a factor that is changing the African landscape, um, the African crypto landscape that um, we have. While these factors are contributing to the growing interest in cryptocurrency challenges um, like regu regulatory uncertainties and cybersecurity concerns, like I make, made mention of where people are using um, cryptocurrency now for, for bad instead of good here um, in the continent. But with these challenges, we still have amazing, innovative builders building um, long-term solutions in um, the crypto space based here in Africa, based here um, in Nigeria as well. And, um, and there's, need to, um, to, there's need for us to address this issue and because we understand that it will um, bring up sustainable adoption of cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. foreign um, direct investment of Web3 companies and also funding in the space. Well, it, it, indeed, it sounds promising, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to a lot more activity, uh, you know, that from, from information that you're sharing and from information that we read out of Africa, um, because it is, you know, uh, recently I, I, I know that we, we're seeing a lot of Web3 investments that are going into Africa. Uh, I think at last count, it was, uh, or as of last year, let me just see if I've got my numbers right. Um, somewhere close to almost half a billion dollars being invested there. This year, those numbers are going much higher than, than before, uh, which is very, very promising, right? Um, and, and, you know, we, we're looking at almost triple-digit increases since 2021. Uh, where do you see some of, the, um, some of the investments coming to, or rather in sectors that you're seeing in Africa that, that, um, investments are pouring into when it comes to development? Is it going into maybe infrastructure-based projects, layers, you know, DeFi? What, is, what are you seeing on the ground? Okay, so um, like you said, yes, um, it, it, it's, it's very, very interesting seeing lots of investments coming up here um, into Africa and because the future of Web3 and the crypto industry is expected to uh, witness mass adoption and integration with traditional systems. So, um, DeFi projects will continue to grow um, while um, having an inter um, interoperability. So, trying to integrate it into other um, systems will improve. So, we are seeing lots of investment going into decentralized um, finance project because of um, scalability solutions um, that we are seeing that we improve. CBDCs and NFTs we also, um, we are seeing that lots of countries in Africa are trying to develop their own central bank digital currencies. And um, NFTs will also play a significant role um, where we see lots of money going into privacy and security uh, measures for it to be enhanced. So clearer regulations and also decentralized internet are 
also on the horizon, contributing to global finance solution. We've seen the, the increase in Web3 projects, um, influx of, of money into Africa for Web3-based um, projects. So um, in 2021, um, my company, uh, we have like a venture capitalist arm, which is called the L Bank Labs, funded with 100 million USD to improve or um, to scale startup and also incubate them. So we had a and we had a, a, a tech accelerator program here in Africa in partnership with Adenian Labs. So Adenian Labs is a venture tech studios in Kenya. They have an office in Kenya, um, in Nigeria, Lagos, um, in Tanzania, South Africa, I, I guess. So what we achieved with this was to find of uh, or, or innovative about the whole Web3 ecosystem and know how and also to, to reach the world. So when it comes to crypto, NFT, centralized finance, CBDCs, um, Web3, traditional Web3 projects that can um, be interoperated and also scalable um, for, 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 for like interoperable uh, and also scalable. We are seeing lots of money come into the system. But however, um, the industry's future remains super dynamic and um, subject to technological advancement. So we'll see more advancement in the system, even if we have like uh, a system that is not more super um, advanced like the ones we find somewhere else. So regulatory changes will also come and we'll see market trends um, will also be in the picture. So there's a whole lot um, when it comes to investments and also uh, projects and also money coming into Africa. There's a whole lot to be done in Africa and I see um, a, a future filled with more possibilities. Well, well, indeed. Um, I'm, you know, one of your statements sparked a little curiosity. Uh, is 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 the government of Nigeria taking a stand on developing CBDCs for Nigeria? Okay, yes. So we have um, we have CBDC. It's called the E Naira, um, built on a blockchain, but a private blockchain. But um, the version one point zero was a failed pro project, sort of, because um, they built. They, they build something that people do not understand. So largely, people do not buy what they don't know. So for people to buy a product, yes. that product should be safe, secured, easy to use, and very understandable. Um, because like people are naturally lazy. And for you to do anything, you need to teach people about this thing. You need to create awareness about it. And the government built a project, um, the E-Naira version 1, which was a failed project to many, because people do not know how to use it. So here in Nigeria, a whole lot of people have bank, bank accounts um, compared to maybe some other parts um, of Africa. A whole lot of people have bank accounts, but they solely rely on that bank account. And the government did little or nothing to um, educate its citizens about how to incorporate Inera into um, their daily lives. So people do not did not understand how to use the Inera. And, in a population of over 220 million people, where um, we have lots of um, market possibilities for Africans here, for Nigerians, and also for the government. The government didn't take advantage of that. But there's a version 2.0 coming up, 
and I believe they are, they are in partnership with um, various organizations to also, and also school, um, various schools, various um, um, companies and all to see how they can do grassroots awareness for how to use the inera. So yes, we have the inera um, in Nigeria, but um, the version one was like a failed project, but they are currently developing um, the version two. Wow. Okay. So, so certainly exciting times ahead. And you know, it it's it it keeps it keeps striking me that there's there's a lot of development that's going on the ground that uh, a lot more people uh, you know should have a spotlight on. So once again, thank you for being on the show because that's exactly what we're doing. We're putting a spotlight on uh, you know the the fantastic um, developments that are happening across Nigeria as well as the African continent. Now, um, Gerard, That that being said, you know I. I I'm certain that in the thick of this, in through all this movement, um, you being with L Bank, uh, you know there there are some directives, there are some um, unique initiatives that you're taking uh, to develop this further uh, uh, in Nigeria and of course across the across the African continent, right across the African landscape. Um, you know, tell us a little about uh, L Bank as an as an exchange and what it's doing differently because. Uh, it's it's fairly obvious that there is so much of scope, uh, but paint us a picture about you know what what are some of the wonderful things you guys are doing. Okay, so um, L Bank uh, uh, like um, was inaugurated or started operations. I mean, twenty fifteen. Uh, we are um, almost eight years old, and they started off as a Chinese exchange or a Southeast Asian and Asian continent exchange. Not up to twenty twenty. So early 22 that it decided um, to go global and come into the African landscape. So um, for us, we are a centralized exchange um, doing token-to-token transactions, um, derivative tradings, futures. Uh, we have an NFT marketplace where you can do your NFTs and also um, various other um, projects um, coming up. And the, the unique thing there is that um, we as an exchange, um, it's like the hope for um, new and innovative tokens starting up. So you can find lots of innovative and also new tokens at this early um, stage. So gems, basically, at the early stage and um, see how you can um, harness the possibilities of those tokens. And also having an exchange that has never been hacked since since its inception is something worthy to talk about. So, um, like I said before, um, for you to have a product or for you to have um, to build a, a substantial product, that product should be easy to use. That product, product should be safe and secured. And when it comes to security, um, we like pay super um, attention to security. And that is why we have this um, track record of it never been hacked since um, its inception, doing over $1.5 billion trade volume every single day, um, um, having various um, various token pairs, over 400 tokens supported in various countries, and also having a P2P side, but the NGN aspect of that P2P is still in development. And I talked about um, our VCM, which is the... the um, the L Bank Labs, which is like a venture capitalist arm of L Bank, um, to support um, early stage projects um, in financing, in 
um, technical know-how and also in marketing. So um, that aspect of our company is funded with $100 million as of 2021 um, September to help proje uh, projects um, scale. And um, in, in last year, we had the acceleration program that we talked about and we had to um, incorporate over um, 10 companies uh, out of the 17 that um, went through that stage um, with us. So um, we have lots of um, products and lots of um, uh, projects coming up. And these projects and also products are geared um, to this part of the world because of the P2P um, thing um, started as the phase where Nigerians were asking L-Bank to bring up um, the P2P markets where they can trade um, cryptocurrencies and various um, tokens pair um, to pair. So uh, there's a whole lot to talk about because um, as an exchange doing that amount of volume, we've had this track record of um, trying to serve our, 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 our um, customers better, having a very swift respond um, when it comes to customer success um, management because we have lots of representative representatives in over 16 countries, having an office in China, having a regional office in Dubai that is operatable, uh, mm -hmm. and having the L-Bank office in San Francisco, L-Bank Labs office in San Francisco, um, California, and the next L-Bank Labs office will be coming in Nigeria, maybe Lagos and Abuja um, very soon, and that will be like the first um, in Africa. So there's a whole lot um, that we are doing, and uh, I would just like to uh, stop here, maybe because of time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm really glad that, you know, they, they're expanding, and then they're going to have an, uh, an office right where you are. Uh, you know, it, it's brilliant. I've met some of your friends from, uh, from L-Bank in, in the Dubai office. Uh, you know, absolutely brilliant folk. So, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's also one of the reasons I personally know that, that L-Bank invests so much into into community, into doing something for the community there. So, so it's fascinating. Um, now, while we're, while we're on that, uh, on that thought, what I wanted to understand was, of course, you'll, you'll have a number of programs that benefit projects that come to you. Um, so from, from two particular aspects, right? So the first one is what are the kind of projects that you're seeing, uh, that reach out to you that are, that are looking to, to either list or, you know, that, that seem to be successful, uh, specifically with, uh, with your location. Okay, so um, for us, we, we, we have like an infl influx of projects majorly from um, Southeast Asia, but for, for, for African um, projects, we've seen um, agricultural-based projects, uh, we've seen um, projects that are green, uh, for example, UN-based projects that are green, um, green evolution, green life and all, that have tokens um, that can be used for various other things. Uh, other things come up from this part of the world. And we've also seen MEM tokens as well um, for projects coming out from um, this, part of the uh, this part of the world. And um, also um, some um, innovative projects that, that are infrastructural in, in, in their own um, sphere. For example, um, some fintech projects that are just trying to see how they can um, how they can scale. So we've had that approach a whole lot a whole lot of times. Seeing um, few um, startup 
fintech startup projects that have tokens in um, their, in their uh, roadmap um, to, to launch. So they've come to us to ask the, the requirements for them to launch when they are ready um, to launch. But the major projects that come into the, the space from these regions are agricultural-based projects that have tokens um, on them, um, MEM, MEM projects and MEM tokens, because we also have a fund, like $10 million to support um, those projects as well. And um, also, um, like startup fintech projects that are coming up and also have tokenization or have token in um, their, their roadmap approaching us for um, inquiries on how they can list. And we've seen um, those success rates in um, the top three that I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm also looking forward to maybe a, a Mark Angel meme, uh, meme coin coming up at some point. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That, that would be great as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome okay great so it's 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 good to see that you know there there are uh specific sectors of interest and and uh, i particularly like the fact that you mentioned that you you see a lot of investments that are going into sgd based projects things that are are agriculture based or or green based maybe even you know with with reference to water um do you anticipate that you're going to see more of these projects over the next, say, three years or five-year horizon? Okay, so yes, um, it's um, a gradual process. And um, for me, I anticipate to see lots of SDG-based projects, especially um, um, projects fighting climate change, because this is like uh, what everybody um, is um, experiencing, not just restricted to one region or one continent, um, or the other. So I, I expect to see more projects um, and more, more builders in this space uh, for, for, for climate change projects, for agricultural-based projects, because here in Africa, we have, like, we have the amazing landscape for um, agri to thrive. We have the, 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 the great um, soil for people to also, uh, for people to do great things. We have mineral resources. So projects in that space as well um, needs to come up and also, also compete with uh, other projects from um, around the world. So yes, I see, uh, I, I anticipate to see more of this coming up in um, years to come. And the SDG, um, like the SDG mm -hmm. framework, and I believe from now to 2030 or from now to the next three years that you talked about, we have lots of innovative um, SDG projects coming up fighting or combating climate change, food shortage, terrorism, and uh, the like. So for me, yes, it's a possibility, and we've seen it in ones or twos, and we'll start seeing them in tens and hundreds and uh, as, we, as we proceed. Thank you. Oh, well, well, that's awesome. Let's, let's hope that that is exactly how it goes out. Um, and I'm, at this point, I want to pivot a little bit into you know, you, you're seeing a lot of projects, you're seeing a lot of investment, you're, you know, it, it's, it's nascent at this point, but it, uh, and, and it is growing, right? And so as it's growing, there's, there's obviously going to be some amount of vulnerabilities that, that exist. Um, you know, is there some manner that uh, there is a focus on, on security and, and safety when it comes to, uh, you know, your, your crypto assets, 
um, through L Bank and you know some of the innovations happening in Nigeria. Okay, so um, um, to ensure the safety and professionalism, uh, professionalism um, of um, services of glo global crypto users, crypto companies, crypto businesses, and and all. Mm -hmm. um, Companies that are coming in or companies that are here are most focused on robust security measures. So like we, we uh, I talked about before, there's like a, like a security gap or, or breach in the system where some people are now using it um, to, to scam people or people are coming up with projects to rock fool people and scam people as well. So um, Companies, like I said, must focus on robust security measures, um, compliance with regulation, transparent operations, user support education, insurance co coverage. There's a whole lot of reputable partnerships. So for, for, for us as a company, uh, before listing any project, we have guidelines for you to follow so that you don't come and list projects that will inflict harm on um, various people. So user reviews and feedback, and clear terms and conditions, um, regular updates and social responsibilities. These are things that companies need to in, invest in for us to have a sane um, crypto environment in um, our continent and our country and the world at large. So these um, practices build, uh, build trust. They protect users' assets and also contribute to long-term growth of the crypto industry. So I, I believe... Um, more since like since we had the the FTX um, event, the, the 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 other cryptocurrencies companies that that um, folded up and also um, we've had better or we've had people now being cautious of building projects. Um, people building for the long term, they were being cautious of building projects um, for the people and also um, having these projects um, be project that is safe. Um, secured and also um, easy to use. So for companies to thrive in this, um, this our climb, um, they have to in inculcate all the practices that I mentioned um, because this will build trust, it will protect their users and also um, our users as a company and um, it will contribute to um, long-term growth of the crypto industry. People will not be afraid of coming in because of um, the security breach and all government to um, be free to to lend in their voice because government, we actually need government um, in doing things because they, they, they make the, like the, the whole spread of, of adoption um, go faster. Hmm. Well, that it's, you know, it, it's, it's good to hear that that's, that's exactly what, uh, you know, that what's happening. That's, that's the focus that, that people are bringing to that space. And that's, that's, that's good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also now curious about in one additional aspect, right? But before I do that, I want to remind the audience that towards the end of the show, we're going to have a, a question answer round. You can you can send questions across to our speaker either directly on 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 Twitter or you can send them in to AdLunaMyNC. My team will pick it up, and we can we can have hopefully we have time to to ask that on the show. Um, but coming back to coming back to this particular point. Um, you know, one of the things that that you 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 often have to through this process of education, right, is to get people to understand it. And you gave us a classic example when you said about you know the the CBDCs, uh, the sorry the uh, e negra that was uh, that was rolled out and people not really understanding it completely, right? Um, 
but at, at, at this point of time, um, you know, when people tell you that, hey, you know what, I want to stick to uh, my traditional method of finance, my traditional uh, currency, um, and crypto is so volatile, what are some of the answers that, that you can give them? And especially given that the, the landscape is new, uh, you know, in, in Nigeria and across, uh, across the community in Africa. Okay, so yes, that is like a very, very um, big question we often get um, while trying to do education and awareness and all, especially for a particular set of, um, of people, maybe the, the aged or um, the elderly or the middle class people and all. So mm. um, there's, a, there's a whole um, misconception about cryptocurrency. Um, for for people, so people, um, when people hear about cryptocurrency in in, for example, Nigeria, some people they think it's ah um it's something that people use for fraud. When people hear about cryptocurrency, um, they just remember maybe their friend or their mom or their sister that lost money in cryptocurrency investment because there was a time in Nigeria that um a whole lot of companies came up with investment schemes and schemes and they were paying out with cryptocurrency, the, the popular one was MMM. So it was very popular in Nigeria where people lost a whole lot of money and they were paying out in cryptocurrency. So that was people's first encounter of cryptocurrency. And when they hear that um, anything about cryptocurrency, they just remember MMM, they remember um, Rocksteady, they remember uh, FX Farms and the likes of those investments that came up that they were paying in cryptocurrency. Right. I've seen that in other parts of Africa as well so people have lots of misconception and one of the biggest misconception is also the volatility of cryptocurrency but we try to um tell them that even our normal traditional um maybe foreign exchange that people think is also volatile the stocks the bonds the everything we do is volatile and um everything is a risk but they need to invest in education so if they invest in education they know that um like they know what is like the underlying factor of seeing Bitcoin in a particular level or seeing um, Ethereum in a particular level. So we talk about education first, not for them to even come and invest because when they hear cryptocurrency, they think about investment and they don't want their money to go because they are, they, the money can come down. So the number one point of call is for them to come and get educated come and understand how cryptocurrency works. Come and understand that you can in, in, incorporate um, blockchain technology, which is the underlying technology of cryptocurrency, to various spheres of life, to agriculture, to governance, to um, logistics, to, um, diff, to politics. Just mention it. For example, I have a friend um, um, that works with the World Food Program, uh, an agency under the United Nations. And this guy and knows nothing about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. But he was saying that they had to incorporate blockchain tracking system into their um, tracking method. For example, um, what, they are, what their work is, like the World Food Program, is to supply uh, countries faced with drought, famine, um, crisis with food, seedlings, and help all across the world. Let's take, for example, here in Nigeria, the Northeast that is maybe faced with some sort of um, crisis. Um, if they send food from, from maybe Geneva, um, Switzerland to, 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 to Yoba State or to Boronu Meduguri State here in Nigeria, 
where the food lands in um, maybe Muritala Mohammed International Airport in Lagos or the Namdi Azikwe International Airport here in the city that I reside, Abuja, the, the Federal Capital Territory. It might not get to where it's going to, or not all will get to where it's going to because um, people have various ways of doing things. So they have to incorporate blockchain tracking system into the whole IT framework of the World Food Program. It has reduced um, theft, it has reduced um, mismanagement to 80% from 40% that they were having. Wow. So this guy had to go on the school learn about blockchain. This guy had to go learn about cryptocurrency. And this is what we tell people to study the underlying technology that powers cryptocurrency. Because the time will come, cryptocurrency might not really be very, very um, prominent or might not be like with the, the, the whole noise now. It will be blockchain and all other um, things, like all other things um, under it. So uh, we, we sell the value of blockchain technology because when they understand blockchain, they understand cryptocurrency, they will be um, in a better position to, to, to make informed decision on which currency to buy. And they will understand that most of these currencies or most of these um, digital assets are for long term, not for short term. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think you've hit the nail on the head here. I think that, you know, more more people, the, the more they understand the technology behind it, the the more uh, focused they can be on on the utility of it, and that's that's a fantastic uh, strategy to go. Okay, uh, we've come we've come to the end of our time, uh, and you know there's there's still so many questions I want to ask you, but I, I'm going to ask you this uh, uh, just this one question. You've told us a lot about you know uh, your your background, about your your passion, and the book that you've written, the landscape across Africa, the, the promise that it holds, uh, especially when it comes to, to innovation, investment, and and, and, right? um, and and through all of that, one of these points have been clearly, clearly evident is that you're very, very passionate about, about what you're doing. Um, so my question to you is, uh, what is your personal philosophy and what keeps you going every morning? Okay, so um, for me, um, I have this mentor. Um, every, you might know the mentor. He's like the, 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 the ruler of the United. He's a mentor I've not seen before. So he's like a mentor from afar and like a role model, someone I al always um, try to um, copy. So um, he's, uh, his name is Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the crown ruler of Dubai and the vice president of the United Arab Emirates. And why I like that man so much and his policies is because how of, because of how he values knowledge and education. So for me, knowledge yeah. is power. And the application of knowledge is even more powerful than you even knowing about something um, in the first place. So innovation, knowledge is what drives innovation. So every single day of my life, I wake up and I just want to learn new things. I just want to learn something new about what I know. I just want to unlearn what I know and relearn something. So for someone to use over 1 billion dirhams to build um, the biggest library in the world situated in Dubai for his people to learn because he knows that he says that knowledge is what drives innovation because without you knowing, you might not become. So for me, knowledge is like what has 
um what has kept me going and every single time okay for, for example i'm not i'm not um very active on twitter but you can find me on linkedin i i i sleep on linkedin i'm very active there and i give out the things i know based on what i do and um I talk about Africa a lot. I talk about um, the job I do. I talk about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And every single day, I try to know more. And it has always kept me. And also people. People, people, people are like the, the, the biggest blessings I've had. I've met lots of amazing people that have helped me um, in my career. And I've met lots of amazing people that have also helped as well. And... Me meeting these people every single day or having my, my close circle have taught me so much about life and there's so much um, to learn from people as well. So people and knowledge have kept me going um, thus far and I, I just um, hope I can keep doing more and keep doing more. Thank you. Well, that's brilliant, Gerard. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us today. Uh, you know, Indeed, uh, Sheikh Mohammed is is a huge, huge inspiration to uh, to to everyone um, because you know we if, for anyone who's tracked what the Middle East has been like over the last 20, 25 years, you've you've seen remarkable, remarkable changes, uh, and you know he he's been at the forefront of of a lot of that uh, a, a lot team so so thank you for sharing that um I, I know we've come to the end of the show but one quick question this is this is coming from from lh um and and what he's asking is how big is the um is the l bank community in uh, nigeria and uh what are some of the uh, what are some of the things that you love about them okay sorry i didn't get the the last part what are the, some of the things that you love about the uh, love about the community Okay, okay, okay. So uh, we have like a very um, robust community in, in Nigeria and um, we've done lots of amazing work, collaborated with various um, projects, um, gone for various events, um, done amazing things in Nigeria, not just Nigeria, in, in West Africa and, and also other parts of the world. So um, the community is vibrant. We have like an L-Bank Africa community, but it's majorly for Nigeria, on Telegram, we um, we have um, um, various people that have done a whole lot for themselves. People eager to learn. People that have gotten lots of um, opportunities from airdrops, from jobs, from internship opportunities um, from that particular community. So, um, one of the biggest thing I love about that place is my ability to give out knowledge um, from what I know, my ability to give people um, those opportunities that they seek. We have people in that community that have actually done so much for themselves. We've had people in that community that have actually, that, that have actually gotten jobs for themselves, gotten internship opportunities, um, volunteering opportunities for them to scale up um, their, their career aside um, from what we do every day. So we have like masterclasses going on every single week, um, Twitter spaces, webinars, um, incubation pro programs, um, L-Bank affiliates programs, L-Bank angels programs, lots of amazing programs that um, we have in that, communities, uh, in that community and we are also seeing or trying to um, do more um, to help or to, to boost our communities because I actually believe in rewarding um, your community 
because it's the community that actually make up um, that business. So it's our community that actually make up um, L Bank uh, as um, we have it. Awesome. Thank you so much once again for, for being on the show, Gerard. It's been extremely insightful getting an idea about the landscape, about the potential, and, and certainly about the future of what we can expect from Africa. So, so thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Thank you so, so much for, for having me. I am super um, um, excited um, to, to be here, to share from what I know. And um, thank you. Thanks to Adlunam. Thanks to um, everyone that reached out to me. Thanks to everyone that also availed um, themselves to be here out of their busy schedule. Um, let's keep learning. Let's keep on learning. And let's keep relearning because there's a whole lot um, of, of opportunities in this space, basically. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. And thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for being on the show. We'll be back next week at the same time in the same place with more for you on diving into crypto. This is JP from Adlunum RNC, bringing you everything about Web3, signing off. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum. The first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 